Back in here live on a Wednesday, hour number four of Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5, the game. Nick Braden, Dimes, Marquise with you. Coming up at 9.30 this morning, we'll talk to Adam Vingan. The big finish comes your way at 9.45. Still trying to break down all the mysteries. That is the Instagram post from Jared Stillman. I mean, it, it carried over into the break. It, I mean, we might actually have to just get him on and interview him. We need a commission report. There needs to be a, a commission report that gets to the bottom of that. <laughs> it's just incredible. Um, so one thing that we we got to get to is the no-movement clause in Roman Yossi's new contract. And we know that David Poyle does not hand these out. You know, He's not like a guy on his porch handing out candy at Halloween where everybody gets a no-clause movement or no-trade movement, you know, no-movement no clause. So when a guy like Roman Yossi gets one, and obviously Pecorine has had some stuff like that as well, how does that sit in a locker room with players knowing certain guys are getting something that a lot of people would covet but only very few get? Is that something that can rub somebody the wrong way? I mean, you've been in the locker room. Did you ever have a feeling or know somebody that said, geez, this guy's getting this? I mean, you know, is that is that something that can work counterintuitively to a locker room? Um, no, unless the player starts to decline in play. Unless the player's, you know, a headache in a locker room. Um, then guys look at it. It's like, man, you know, they gave him that no – trade clause so now we're stuck with them what do you, you know they shouldn't have done that they don't do it for anyone else I, in this situation I don't think any of the guys have problems like you know had they done that for you know Steve McNair or something I don't think anybody would have had a problem had they done that for Eddie George I don't think nobody would have had a problem in, inside the locker room um, you know because they've earned it they've earned that right to to have that ability to be one of those players um, now, if you hadn't earned that right and, and, and it's given to you, then guys do have problems. It's sort of like the, you know, the guy that just walks in the locker room, the rookie that walks in the locker room and just ordains, you know, they just ordain him the guy. It's like, no, he hadn't earned that right yet. You know, let the guy earn it first. And then, you know, if he, if he, if, if he's then given, if it's then given to him, then okay. But, you know, in Roman's case, he's earned this, man. He's, um, you know, I, I, I would have – it would have been more of a problem if he didn't get it because you gave it to, to – you gave, you gave it partially to DeShane, who hasn't been on this team, who hasn't been, you know, through the, the rigors of the role, the rigors and role, the rigors and, 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 and whatnot of – us becoming the team we are and you gave it to him and you didn't give it to Roman, not even a part of it. Now that's wrong. I, I would say if that had happened, then the guys would have been a little bit ticked off or irritated, but that's not the case. They, you know, they gave it all to Roman and guys are okay with it. Cause they're like, listen, this man's been here with us. You know, he's been through some of the downs. We've been a great team with him. He earns every, he's our captain. He earns everything He's earned everything that they've given him, probably even more. So I don't think guys have a problem with um, with a guy earning that. Now, if it's just given to him, you know, then guys have problems with it. And and I think you know, even if you do have a problem with it, and we don't think anybody does, but yeah. even if you do, David Poyle made sure very he made it very clear yesterday that this is not a thing that he's going to be doing for other people. He, he you know, I think Vingan asked him yesterday. Adam Vingan asked him, "Hey, what is this?" 
you know, it, how rare is this situation? Again, I don't remember the exact question, but basically mm-hmm. asked him about the no movement clause, and David Poyle essentially said, no, this is a special occasion. We're, we're not doing this anymore. We're not changing our strategy on this. This is a special player with a special contract who's earned it, like you said, Derek, mm-hmm. who's earned the, the right to get this special treatment, which is a full no movement clause. The, Peck is the only other guy that sort of has that. Uh, partially to Matt Duchesne, but but essentially David Poyle shut that down yesterday very quickly. Well, I, they said this is not what we're going to be doing, so don't come ask me for you it know, is what I, I heard. I think that that's a mistake. I, I think you you just don't walk in and say we're not doing this again. This was just an exception. We're not ever doing this again. Because now what you've essentially said is that what if they have another player that comes through here? Well, but he's, know, he's setting a precedent, basically, unless you're of the Yossi or Pecorine level or caliber said, of player. That's what he should have said. Then. You're not getting But it. that's but, what he should have said. He should have said, listen, under, you know, this was a special occasion. If we have a special situation like this, then I will have to, you know, I will have to think about it. But as of now, no, this was this is what's been done. And we don't yeah. we don't expect to have to do it again. But you just don't say we're not doing it again. Like, no. Well, but, well if, if Ellie Tolvanen scores 52 goals, <laughs> you know, he comes up and yeah. in his first season is a 50 goal scorer, and he's like the best young star in the NHL, you could see David Poyle adjust. Then you go down that road again. He's going to adjust his yeah. strategy. But, a but realistically, years from now. on this roster right now, the only other guy I could see getting it is Philip Forsberg. And, and yeah. he's. And he is probably the next. Right. Him and Matthias Ekholm are probably the next two big contracts. But like They're Ekholm's not going to get it. No, Arvidsson's not going to get it. As good as Johansson is, Johansson's not going to get well, it. The Arby, only guy I think is Forsberg. So what do you do to entice Forsberg to stay here? If you've already said you're not doing this again, you got to give him something. And that's I mean, believe me, it's a long way down. It's, it's down the road, and they're not even thinking about that yet. And neither is neither is um, Johansson. Um, Johansson, he's not thinking about it either. So, but do you? You can't just say we're not ever doing it again. It's a it's a special circumstance, and maybe that special circumstance shows his head again. Well, and let's also too not gloss over how how crucial it is for the player because let's face it, Roman Yossi is here for the rest of his career oh, virtually. Yeah. You know, and and you you can't be sent to Milwaukee. You can't be placed on waivers. You can't be traded without your approval. So you have the ultimate security as a pro athlete that very few people get in any sport. And you alluded to this two hours ago when you talked about being traded. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like fans don't want to hear it. But when you got traded to Houston, you had to just pack up. Move, like that's yeah, a difficult. Yeah. Like that's not something simple that you can say. Well, I make a lot of money. I'll deal with it. It's a life altering thing, right? The, que- yeah. the question was: do, do, Are you have you changed your stance on trade protection? Are mm-hmm. you loosening your stance on trade protection? His answer was no. This is a unique situation, much deserved for Roman, but no. That was David Poyle's answer. Mm-hmm. So he basically said, "This is a very unique situation. You have to have earned it." Mm-hmm. And well, that's and then, sort of what he's saying. And if another guy comes up, like you said, there's only one guy. I mean, if he continues to play well, and and you would have to go down, you would have to be willing to go down that road again, if indeed you want to keep him. Now, if you don't want to keep him, then you don't have to go down that road. Or if you've got enough money that makes yeah, happy, you, right? exactly, like, absolutely. You know, if you got enough money to say, okay, we don't have to do this, then we'll, we'll pay you, but. You know, every guy wants that security. They they want to be able to stay in a city their whole career. Um, And now Yossi's, you know, able to do that. Forsberg still has three more full seasons left on his contract, including this one, at $6 per year. So that 2022 season would be the next major contract 
Uh, Victor Arvidsson is under contract for five years. Johansson, Duchesne, at least five, if not more than that. Like like seven, I think, more for Johansson. Sissons is under contract through 2024. I mean, they're the only one of the forwards. Like, you have to decide on Granlin and Smith, mm-hmm. Austin Watson, Grimaldi. These guys, these guys aren't getting no movement clauses, right? Like, it's no. not – they need to be there to win, but they're not getting no movement clauses. Um the only other one, I mean, Ekholm's still under contract for another three years. So Forsberg and Ekholm both come up in the same year, but that's three more seasons from now is, is the next really big negotiations that he's going to have to do. Right now, it's your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Nashville SC take on Indy 11 at First Tennessee Park for the Eastern Conference semifinal of the USL playoffs on this Saturday. Just be caller number five right now, 615 737 1025, and you will be on your way. Adam Vingan is on the way at the bottom of the hour. We're back after this here on Morning Drive. It is Morning Drive live here on a Wednesday. Adam Vingan will join us in 15 minutes. The big finish in just about 30 minutes. So about an hour ago, we were discussing the story about the World Series and the two Instagram model females who flashed all of America and are now subsequently, I believe, banned from every park yeah, in Major do, League Baseball. How do yeah. you, uh, like, what do you have, a picture of them hanging in every single, oh, never mind. I'm now I'm literally quoting Mike Frances. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? So I need to question all of my life's decisions immediately. So these girls are now banned permanently from Major League Baseball stadiums, and uh, one guy who we all love to mock on this show, Mike Francesa, <laughs> the, the quote, king of sports talk radio in New York City, mm-hmm. had some thoughts on the World Series and what transpired with these two females. Uh, here's what uh, Mike Francesa had to say. Listen, the girls shouldn't be lifting their shirts up, but the idea you're going to ban them for the rest of their lives, I mean, come on, please. I mean, all right, listen, they shouldn't do it, uh, but... You know, how are you going to how are you going to enforce that ban for the? You're going to tell me what are you going to have their pictures in every every stadium in the in 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 the major leagues for the rest of their lives? I mean, you're going to ban them. You know, I, I you know I wasn't even why what, what inning was that? Because I didn't see that. <laughs> was it on TV? No, Mike, it was on tape delay. Did they show it on TV? <laughs> yeah, it was could, on TV. You could see it on TV. Yeah, did, they, did, 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 did did the announcers mention it? No, I don't think hey, there's so. a pair. They didn't make reference to it. No. Uh, if you know what I'm alluding to, I'm sure by now you do, that these two <laughs> models and, you know, girls who are would-be actresses, who are attractive young ladies, uh, somehow got the seats behind the plate, whether they bought them or they were sitting with somebody. Or I don't know what, how they got the, you know, they, 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 what? they probably bought them on the, uh, you know, on StubHub or whatever. <laughs> uh, got behind the plate. And if you notice, during the game behind the plate, there was an impeach the president sign. You saw that sign during the game, right? I saw that. There was a sign that said veterans for impeachment. Yeah, veterans for impeachment. Yeah, I saw that sign. I did not see the girls lift their shirts up. I don't even know what it is. What did you say? Mm -hmm. It was the bottom of the seventh? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. So um, uh, I don't remember what the score was then, but the game was already already a blowout. (laughs) So I I wasn't watching at that point. Um, Sure, dude. Uh, so, but now the way baseball is going to enforce it is almost, I mean, they, they've actually given them more attention is what they really did. They got, that's what they were looking I for. I think they're saying they were doing it for breast cancer awareness. They really weren't. Yes. They, I mean, I they're, they're two would-be actresses who sent everybody to their website. And then the girl actually went outside the stadium and did it for the cameras again outside the stadium. In I front think of, Mink watched that one. In front of a bunch of cameras, she went out and did it again. So she did, you know, and if you go, I guess if you go to her, you know, her photos or wherever she has her photos, she's got plenty of those. 
was in there anyway. So, I mean, she's a would-be actress, and this is how she was going to go on her attention. So she's obviously had her 15 minutes of fame. For, you know, that, that, so uh, were you watching that at that time, Mink? Uh, no, I wasn't. That might have been enough to kill you. So that would have been <laughs> Here's the Mink Man. But, oh, there you have it. My, one thing that it's come up every time some, some old guys got a commentary about this, they always say, I don't know how they got their tickets. I don't want to be like, like every other human being in the history of sports got their tickets? What are you talking about? Why is this a conversation? Either somebody they gave it the, to them or they bought them themselves. You, you mean like all other humans going to every sporting event in the history of humankind? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why is how they got... Oh, they're women? They're women who flashed at a game, and that means we have to question how they got their tickets? What I'm are you just talking like, about? Why would the announcers just break it to the game like Joe Buck? Like, oh, we got to pause the game real quick because uh, we see something on the f- we can't talk about right now. No, see, I would, I, would, I would assume – I thought that was actually pretty interesting. I would assume you have to acknowledge that it took place. Like, even – because, like, if you hear – you know, if, like, when Lee Corso drops an F-bomb, you will see, like, Herb Street and Reese Davis sort of – They'll say, oh, sorry about that. Like, the, the, you have to acknowledge that it happened and then move on quickly from it. So I'm surprised that the announcers didn't say a word. They probably didn't see it because they they're not looking at the screen. Like, they're looking at the game. So. so John Stewart sends us a tweet when we were having this conversation. An hour ago, he says, during the conversation about the Flashers in Game 5, all I can hear in my head was the clip of your daughter scolding her sister about showing her yuck stuff. And my daughters actually were watching the World Series when this happened. And here was some live commentary of the Kale Girls of the Kale household. You keep showing everybody your, like, your yuck stuff. Nobody wants to see her like that. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Olivia. You keep showing yeah. everybody your yuck stuff. Yeah. We can't be nobody, showing our yuck stuff on Fox. And nobody, nobody wants, wants to see, to see, her see like our that. yuck stuff. Even though Fox. Fox is a very edgy uh, sports platform compared to other outlets, you know. Yeah, keep your yuck stuff yuck to yourself. Stuff, especially on Fox, yeah. Uh, listen. Or any other station. Mike Francesa was right about one thing. We can't have people naked at sporting events like, we, we can't have that so let's just let's put all that to to rest and and we can move on from that why why this is such a big deal though uh, is, mm. is beyond me i don't really care that much you, but you know what though because we, we mentioned the whole 15 minutes of fame and people getting outraged and you do you man i brought up the relevancy thing one of the things that i think it is nowadays is and look you can have 1.3 instagram followers and 1.3 million followers all that's great and some people like really take pride in their follower count I've always looked at it from the standpoint of unless you can monetize your massive social media following, what are you really gaining out of it? And some people do. Yeah, you, you uh, sell all it kinds somehow, of some yeah. way, whether it be from some small startup company or some muscle big milk. company or muscle milk. A lot, a lot, uh, of, reta- a lot of retailers, especially yeah. with models will, for makeup or for clothing, you know, you're going and buying ads on on models' Instagram accounts. Yeah, so I mean, it, I don't know, man. But but uh, look at it I'm look not. at it look like, at it from a pro athlete standpoint. Uh-huh. Like, what does LeBron James have to gain by being on social media? Nothing. I mean, he's already making a boatload yeah. of money. Yeah, LeBron's a different tier. Once like, you get yeah. once yeah. you get to a certain tier, I I think you're right about this. Once you get to a certain level of accomplishment, you, there's probably a point of diminishing returns for sure. social media. You don't need it. Now, you're lying to yourself if you think, especially in our business, in the media world. That your influence, the size of your mm-hmm. audience, is not a part of who you are as a as a commodity, because mm-hmm. we're all just commodities. Whether you're a football player or a media member or a, an accountant, right? You're a commodity to your company, and if you can grow the public brand of your company better than anybody else, that's something that you should be able to go into your boss's office and say, "You need to pay me more for this." Yeah, there, and there's always. I was watching. Um, it wasn't horse. 
um, American Horror Stories, but it was something, another kind of sort of like that. It might have been American Horror Story, one of them. But they had this little, they had this little skit where the girl, everything was based on likes. Like if you wanted to go to the airport and you wanted to upgrade your ticket, how many likes do you get? How many likes do you get? And all this other stuff. And when her likes started to diminish, she started to get depressed. And there's always truth in music, mean in movies, I think. And that's true that we, we are becoming a society, especially those that are, those that are really like in it. Like, you know, when you get, say if you have like, you know, I don't know, a hundred thousand likes or followers or two, 200,000 followers, their day is predicated on how many likes they get. If they don't get a how lot many, of likes, how many posted? Yeah. they will. Yeah. I've read an article where people, they tell you the times that you should post. Oh, yeah. And then if you don't get enough likes, some people take it down and then put it back up to see if mm-hmm. they get more posts. I, I, I know exactly it's when. Crazy. I know when my Twitter audience is most active during uh-huh. the day. Like I know around like 9 a.m. and around 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. that if I post content during those times, I'm going to get more response than if I post at 6 a.m. And, exactly. and 1 p.m. That's There's also... And Facebook and Instagram, which I guess is the, I guess is the same company, they do mm-hmm. this as well. They will hold back likes. Mm-hmm. So even if you've gone in and clicked a like on another person's photo, they will hold it back to keep you checking. Mm-hmm. Right? They want you to come back to check so that because when you see the likes pop up, dopamine is released in your brain, mm-hmm. and and that gives you the the high of 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 being liked on your post, whatever. So they they will hold back. The, the accurate number of likes and release them over time so that it keeps you coming back to check it all day long. Don't fool yourself that the, think, think these multi-billion dollar companies don't have all the, you know, the weird psychological brain analytics to know exactly how to keep you checking their app as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, don't act like they don't know what they're doing. Facebook, don't act like you don't know what you're doing when you make $62 billion in a quarter, okay? Just, just don't act like you don't know what you're doing. But they're not a media company. Yeah, but they're not a media company. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> All right, coming up next. Get off Facebook. One media company is The Athletic. It's really top-level journal- journalism in a day and age where people just put together slideshows and try to call it sports media. That's not what The Athletic is about. They hire real writers. <laughs> Joe Rexrode, John Glennon, and our next guest, Adam Vingan. Stay there. Guys, I know that I just told everybody, get off Facebook and, and don't be so obsessed with the likes, right? But the internet, you still have to have it almost every minute of the day because you've got to stream shows, you've got to reply to emails, you actually have to pay bills, you have to actually accomplish things in life. So you need the internet. You don't need the likes, though. But you need the internet, and that's why you need Xfinity. You get faster, more reliable internet with gig speeds available so you can get online and get down to business faster. And Xfinity delivers enhanced network security so all your connected devices are protected. Get instant alerts when strangers are trying to hop on your network. Set curfews with parental controls. Got to keep those kids off late at night. And pause your Wi-Fi at dinner time so that everybody can gather at the table and... Heaven forbid, have an adult conversation. That's Life with Xfinity, the best internet provider in America, according to speedtest.net. It's simple, easy, and awesome. Get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement, or get four times the speed for just $10 more a month for 12 months. Plus, add enhanced network security. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Requires eco-bill and auto pay. Ends one 720 Restrictions apply. 
New performance starter, 25 megabits per second, internet customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra are subject to change after term. Regular rate supply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. It is a morning drive, 9.30 live here on a Wednesday edition of the show. The big finish coming up at 9.45. Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquise. So it's time to talk a little Preds. We talk to our buddy Adam Vingan each and every week at this time from The Athletic, where you can get high-quality journalism at a very low, affordable rate. Adam, what's going on this morning? How are you? I did not hit the button. I'm an idiot. Adam, how are you? I'm great. The text in the mail. Thanks. You got it. Uh, so let's, you know, obviously, let, let's get to David Poyle. Um, because for me, I, I said yesterday that I thought the 9.059, like, I was like, whoa, okay, once again, David Poyle continues to get what we believe is the better of the number. And I, I'm thinking about the guy, his legacy. All the wins, all the times where he's got the better end of a contract, all the different accolades and awards that he's racked up. The only thing missing at this point on David Poyle's resume is a Stanley Cup. But I I take a step back and I remember an old adage my dad said, you can lead a horse to a well, but you can't make him drink. So like, I feel like David Poyle has done virtually everything he possibly can to put the organization in a place to win championships. Would you agree with that? And just... How surprised were you with the number that he got for Roman Yossi? To answer your first question, I would agree with you. I mean, David Poyle has shown, especially over the past five or six years, really during Peter Laviolette's time as coach, that he is not afraid uh, to make a big deal. I remember Elliot Freeman saying uh, on the Midday Show last week that he has David Poyle on his big brass ones list. And I thought that was a good description of David Coyle because, as you've seen with trading for P.K. Subban and then trading away P.K. Subban, trading for Ryan Johansson, you know, trading for Kyle Turris, signing Matt Duchesne, now Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis. You know, David Coyle is not afraid, you know, to stand by his convictions and, and do whatever needs, to, whatever needs to be done to get this team in the best position to win the Stanley Cup. Now, when, when you were going through that description, I was recalling a conversation I had with Eric Young, WWE superstar, big Predators fan, contributor to The Athletic, by the way, in the fantasy hockey world. I talked to him this summer for a fun Q&A, and he referred to David Poyle respectfully as the Dan Marino of general managers. You know, A lot of accolades, a lot of regular season success, but winning as general manager in NHL history – but he has not won a championship. And if David Poyle retires without one, despite everything he has done, that's what's going to stick out. Um, as for Roman Yossi, I, I, I figured as we did all along that the number was going to start with a nine. Uh, you know, my colleague at the Athletic Pierre Lebrun reported recently that you know, Yossi's camp was looking for something more in the nine and a half range. The Predators were looking for something more in the eight and a half, eight and a half million dollar range. So they sort of met in the middle. You know, I think the biggest part of that contract is the full no-movement clause throughout the entirety of the contract, which is, a, which is a rarity under David Poyle. He said it was a unique situation, a special situation. I did ask him, though, yesterday, when you consider what happened with Matthew Shane, how he has a modified no-trade clause in the last three years of his contract, if his stance on trade protection is softening, and he flat-out said no. You know, this was much deserved for Roman, but no, my stance isn't changing. So... You know, there is risk involved in this contract, but I think ultimately it looks good for both sides right now. 
Well, I want to ask you about that risk because, you know, listen, it's not that Roman Yossi is going to be a bad player. He's going to be a great player. And, you know, it's a time to celebrate having the captain here locked up for eight years for Predators fans, including eight years and then this season. The question, though, is you you still have a $9 million cap hit coming at this time next season. You've got a couple of guys who aren't under contract for next year. What what do you think the dominoes, because as Darren McFarlane said yesterday, the dam will break at some point and they're going to have to start letting people go to make room for all these major contracts. What are the other moves that you could anticipate? Put on your prognostication hat there, Adam. Well, that's a good question because the word the word of the day yesterday at this press conference was clarity. I mean, David Poyle spoke about how the contract now gives them clarity moving forward, and Roman Yossi said similar things as well in terms of a meeting that he had with David and Brian Poyle two weeks ago today in Arizona after practice where they all sat and spoke about their vision for the franchise or the Poyle's vision for the franchise and how Roman fit into it. Um, I believe there are nine pending unrestricted free agents on the active roster. Other, you know, Now that Roman is signed, that may be incorrect, but there are a lot headlined by Mikhail Granlund and Craig Smith. Rocco Grimaldi's on that list. Dan Hamhuse, Yannick Weber, Matt Irwin, Austin Watson, I believe Mika Salamaki as well. You know, there's a lot of depth players, especially, that are not going to be under contract for next season, and I imagine that the majority of them may not be back just to save as much money as you can. But for me, I really am focusing on Mikhail Granlund and Craig Smith. It's hard for me to imagine a scenario at this moment right now where both of them are on the roster next season. I feel like the Predators are going to have a little bit of a selfish choice situation. They're going to have to pick one of them. Now, of course... So if the Predators were to trade Kyle Turris hypothetically, that would clear a lot of cap space. But you know, with the way that Kyle's playing right now, the contract doesn't look as terrible. But it really, I think it comes down to be Kyle Granlund or Craig Smith. Uh, I can't say that for sure, but as I look at this team's cap situation, and I, I'm going to dive deeper into it next week on The Athletic as my, as my plan, it really looks like it's going to have to come down to who, which of those two key forwards they're going to want to resign and which one's going to have to go. Now, with that being said, um, the contracts that they potentially will have to do, the ones that they've done now, um, does the the pressure um, to win a Stanley Cup within the next couple of years with the signing of Yossi, um, does it go up even more um, to a point that, you know, it, we can't lose again in the fashion that we lost the last couple of years? No, absolutely not. And, you know, the core of this team is still locked up for several years. I mean, Ryan Johansson, Victor Arvidsson, Philip Forsberg, Ryan Ellis, Roman Yossi, Matias Ekholm. You know, you can throw Kyle Turris in there, too, if you'd like. You know, there are a lot of players, important players, in their prime years or just outside of their prime years, you know, who are signed long-term. Uh, so that's not going to change. But, you know, Pecorino has one year left of his, on his contract after that. After this year, he turns 37 in a couple days. Um, it, you know, there is, a, there is a time crunch, I feel like, for this team to win as currently constructed. You know, David Poyle said yesterday that he doesn't think that in the near future that there's going to need to be a, a, a ton of significant subditions, excuse me, additions or subtractions. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it, it feels like this group – maybe closer to the end of its window. I know Braden doesn't like that term, but it's closer to the end of its window than the beginning, um, just when you look at the age of their core players. So it is important. 
to win sooner rather than later. And, and if they play like they did last night, which is maybe as close to a perfect game as I've seen this team play, I mean, they're going to be in good shape. But, of course, it's still only late October, so there's plenty of time. Adam, Rocco Grimaldi, first three-point game of his career. We know what he did last May in the playoffs against the Dallas series. What, what did you make of last night's performance, and is that something that you think jump-starts him and gets him going in the right direction? Yeah, that line was fantastic last night. I mean, of course, Nick Benino with the hat trick. But Rocco Grimaldi, I think, had three primary assists. Um, you know, they were really hard on the puck. They were cycling. They were doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And, and Rocco Grimaldi, look, you know, he went to arbitration in August. He, he received a $1 million contract, the first one-way contract of his NHL career. You know, it never made that, he never made that much money before. You know, he had a great playoff last year against Dallas, probably the only Predators forward who showed up in that six-game series. And, and th- that arbitration process, I feel like, created high expectations for Rocco Grimaldi within the fan base just because, you know, very rarely does it take a process like that to get a contract done. And he probably got more uh, than anybody expected. So last night was a quintessential example of what he can provide for this team. You know, we know how... Little he is, but he is determined. He is feisty, and that's why I think he fits on that line so well with Benino and Smith because they too are feisty. Um, and my my colleague Jim Diamond refers to them as the amber waves of grain line because they're all American. Um, and uh, I like I like the look of what I've seen from that line. I think it's a good combination. Adam, always a pleasure. We appreciate the time. Thanks, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. You got Adam Vingen from. The Athletic, make sure you sign up for a couple dollars a month. You can get top-notch journalism, not just with the game uh, or the uh, the Athletic Nashville, but really the Athletic in general. Yeah, really interesting story from Andy Staples about both the name, image, and likeness vote that came down yesterday, but also would CBS negotiate moving the LSU-Bama game to primetime again like it did in 2011? People forget that it, it, it had to give things away to ESPN to move that Alabama-LSU game to primetime, they could in theory do that again this year. So Let's do it. That's the kind of that's the kind of stuff the athletic gives you, man. And then you know Rex Road spending four thousand words with you know with Malcolm Turner and going around. It, it's just it's a good mm-hmm. it's a good company that does good work. You should pay for it. It's well, only a couple bucks a month. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of college football and speaking of different networks and platforms, did you see the news yesterday? Your boy Pat Forty left Yahoo. He's yes. now with Sports Illustrated. Moving to Sports Illustrated and um, Staples, of course, leaving Sports Illustrated. I've worked with both of them in the past and. Um, Pat Forty's old school. He he is a very good journalist and has always wanted to work for Sports Illustrated. If you if you grew up a writer, you know, and you're a fan of sports, you probably wanted at some dude, point I, in your life to be a Sports Illustrated writer. I still get Sports Illustrated delivered to my house seriously? to this very day. Do you? Yeah, seriously. It was in my mailbox yesterday. Man, Do you read? And it? I still sit down and I'll I'll spend twenty minutes when I'm you know in the bathroom and uh, I'll read it. Throne. If yeah, I'm not right. tweeting from the can, say, I'm reading you, Sports you, Illustrated. I was gonna say, no way, you're not tweeting. Yeah. Sports Illustrated. I still look at it today, and I'm not, and I'm not talking swimsuit issue. Uh-huh. And I'm talking, you no, know, the weekly no. publication. You're reading. You're reading I've always article. thought the swimsuit issue is one of the dumbest things. Yeah. Like, why are you spending money on a swimsuit issue? I don't understand. But just as a kid, like Sports Illustrated was one of my favorite things growing up. I would get. No, I, no, I would I'm look forward to yeah. it every week. I had Sports Illustrated for kids when I was That's, a kid, yeah. and then I graduated to the to the adult one, and I could actually read stories about real real sports teams and athletes and people and stuff. So mm-hmm. no, I, I I agree. I just. You know, journalism has sort of been dumbed down so much because of time constraints and people's attention spans and a million reasons. But um, corporate consolidation is another one. But I, I think 
there are still really good people out there doing really good work. And the athletic is is one of the few national writer where you can they have collected great writers to do great work. And frankly, Tennessee, if you're covering Tennessee sports, it's about as good as it gets right now when it comes to writing. But real quickly, and not to throw any cold wa- Oven, cold I mean, water on the athletic, couple of dollars a month, it's all you're paying. It's all subscription based. They don't do advertising for and now. I, and I know they just added a bunch of writers and they've added more capital. Eventually, isn't the bubble going to burst on them? Well, they've got huge investors, but it, it the idea is they've got uh, what, what, what's the number of subscribers that they have now? I want to say, I don't want to say the number that it I was have pretty. In my head. It was pretty impressive. I want to say it's like sixty million subscribers, yeah. like which is an insane number of subscribers. And so, if you've got that amount of eyes and ears already, but their you, expansion, you, like they're always hiring mon- writers, yeah, and then you monetize it. So it, it's a it's a fascinating um, model. Yeah, it's a fascinating model. And I, I be- personally, I believe if you hire talented people that do good work. That's the number one priority. Um, you know, it's. I, I believe that with our show. I believe that with with this channel. I believe that with that the athletic. Uh, you hire good people that do good work that work hard, and and people will pay attention to what they're saying and writing. And if you're not talented and you don't work hard, you end up hosting Morning Drive. <laughs> Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. <laughs> At least we don't post ourselves topless on Instagram. That's correct. Yeah, we're very self-deprecating. Yeah. yeah, And we're also late for break, so stick to sports. As, uh, that was last hour of the Big Finish coming up next. We've had a big show. And now it's time for a Big Finish on Morning Drive. Big Finish time. In my Gus Johnson impersonation is brought to you by. <laughs> the Gus Johnson impersonation is not sponsored. The Big Finish is sponsored by Nashville Soccer Club. Nashville SC, get your MLS tickets for the inaugural season today. Go to NashvilleSC.com. Big match with Indy 11 coming up on Saturday night. Eastern Conference semifinal. Pretty cool stuff. NashvilleSC.com is the website for tickets. And we welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Morning Drive. ESPN 102.5 The Game. So the Predators win 3 nothing last night. They improved to 8-3-1 on the season. They have won four straight, now sitting on 17 points. Pekka continues to be impeccable, no pun intended. He is right now third in goals against, third in save percentage, second in wins in the NHL. Don't look now, and I know we're only 12 games in with 70 to go, but he's right there for Vesna conversation. Yeah, I think Wyshynski had his article up on, on ESPN.com with all of the, you know, his pr- projected winners for all the major awards. I mean, it's I'm okay with, like, mid-season awards. Maybe if you want to do, like, two of them a year. I don't know if you need to do them, like, every 12 games, but I'm sure that's what the editors are asking him to do. We need content. Predict all of the awards. It's God. Um, People click on that left and right. Why did that sound like Napoleon Dynamite? I'll do whatever I feel like. <laughs> Greg, uh, Greg Wyshynski, what are you doing? Whatever I feel like. Greg, I need 750 words. <laughs> Can you get it to me by three? I just think that all that's left now for David Poyle is to win the cup, and I'm going to channel what I would presume is my inner Mr. Bruno in the city of Detroit back in the 70s. There's an old adage, you can lead a horse to the well, but you can't force the horse to drink. <laughs> like, David Poyle has done his part. Yeah, I mean, it's now up to these guys to win the cup. I, I don't know what else this guy could do as far as putting an organization in a position to succeed. There's nothing really left for him to accomplish and outside of the cup, and so... 
as we talked about yesterday, if Roman Yossi is the guy that you believe is the leader, is the captain, is is the player that you need to, to win a Stanley Cup championship and he needs to be your captain, then then make them make it work. And it sounds like actually that's what happened is, you know, Poyle was eight and a half. Yossi was at nine and a half. He said, all right, come on, let's let's meet in the middle. Let's make a deal. Get, let's make a deal happen. And it sounded like it happened pretty quickly. But yes, you're excited that you now got to a point where now you've gotten enough money. Not to say he didn't have enough anyway. Yeah, I mean, make it three million a year is not You've gotten enough money that now you can, as far as financial security, you're, you're, you're okay. You don't have to worry about anything. And now it's just, you know, going out there and, and, and proving that you're worth. Because it gets harder now. It's get It gets really hard now because everybody's going to point at the $9 million tag on your back. And if you're not playing to that $9 million tag. And I thought the officiating was terrible. I got, I bet on the Astros, so I'm praying that it works out in my favor. Although I think in reality, being objective, I thought the Nationals got robbed. Martinez gets tossed during the commercial break. And I'm sitting back and I'm thinking, between the umpiring, I mean, this could this was a, a closeout game in the World Series. Then you factor in the college football officiating in the SEC, the NFL refs. I just feel like now we're, we're at an all-time low with referees and umpires. There's a difference between arguing about whether or not it was called correctly and whether or not the rule is good and we could argue that this is a terrible rule and we need to change the rule and let's argue about let's discuss that then we can also discuss was it implemented correctly right and i just think we're at a place where there's forty-seven thousand camera angles with a million people on twitter all with an opinion about something and and so it's it just gets over everything over covered over analyzed I just want to see people argue with with like robot referees. Exactly. Like I want to see co- I want to see coach Ed Ogeron versus yeah. a, a robot referee. <laughs> robot referee. Will must champ against the Terminator. Who wins? <laughs> the head coach of Vanderbilt is with us right now, Coach Derek Mason. I've always been able to try to you know like sort of maintain my focus and be where my feet are, and 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 in doing that, I don't have time to worry about the outside when 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 I'm responsible for. You know, like 110 young men and, and, and their parents expect me to take care of the things that, that these young men do every day. So, I mean, if somebody tells me something, because I don't read a whole lot, somebody tells me something, I just I just address it with my team so that they know and understand, you know, exactly where we're at and where I'm coming from. And you know what? I mean, a lot of time, man, you can alleviate the pink elephant in the room. All you do is speak to the truth, and then these guys continue to ride, and that's what we're going to do. You know I love you, right? I'm on record right now. I already put my bet in for LSU plus eight. But there's a sick, twisted part of me, a very dark, sadistic place that I don't go to too often. That actually, I'm actually, I would be okay losing money if it meant Alabama just boat races LSU. And and I will come in here Monday morning and I will be insufferable. Uh, Well, the problem is, Derek, we would have to to deal with Marquise, too. Like, it's not just one of them, it's two of these knuckleheads. Roll Tide, Derek, roll Tide. Hey, D, hey, D, how about that Joe Burrow cat, huh? It's time to talk shop with the president of the Nashville Predators and CEO, Sean Henry. We all know what a great player he is, but he's also a wonderful guy. You know, he chose to live in Nashville. He got married this summer in Nashville. And uh, you, know, you probably heard his comments yesterday. It was important for him to be here for the rest of his career. And that's why that no movement clause was so, so important to him. And a lot of people said, you know, why did the deal take so long to get done? The deal got done. But at the same time, you know, the summer he got married. And, you know, when you're talking about establishing a player to be here for the rest of his career and locking him in for us, it takes a little bit of time. But we, we knew what we wanted, he knew what he wanted, and we both got it. 
And it's just so much fun to be able to know that number 59 is going to be a predator for life. It's like just picture you're watching an NFL pregame show on Sunday. And they go on site to reporters and they show like Tom Brady getting off the yeah. bus and he's carrying his bag and he's yeah. wearing his nice dress clothes and he's wearing his wireless headphone beats and he's rolling through the tunnels of a stadium <laughs> getting ready to go to war for three hours. That is basically what Stillman had somebody do for him walking into a remote broadcast. Stillman, you need to slow down on the muscle milk too. <laughs> It's just a, I'm just a word of that. Slow down on muscle milk. You know what, Stillman? Keep doing you, man. He gets them right from the distributor. Keep doing you, brother. Rise in bulk. You straight winning. <laughs> I don't know how, but you are. <laughs> you are winning, buddy. <laughs> you are winning, buddy. You keep showing everybody your, like, your yuck spot. You no, know, I wasn't even watching. What, what inning was that? Because I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, nice little touch there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right, Mike. Sometimes I think he doesn't watch. I really do. Because you sound so dumb and uneducated oh, that you, you you couldn't have possibly have seen it. Mm. This one, it feels like it feels like he went back and studied the tape extensively. I'm sure he did. <laughs> <Very well. laughs> all right, boys. Uh, quick final thought tonight. It's the two best words in all of sports. It's Game Seven of the World Series, Astros Nationals, and I am more invested than ever. I, because think about this. I bet the Astros for the series minus mm-hmm. two twenty five to win. Uh oh. Every home team has lost in the World Series. Can the Astros actually lose four games in a row in their own building? It's never happened through six, right, that the road team has won all six. So the odds of the road team winning all seven is insane. Grinky and uh, Scherzer on the mound tonight. And think about how how, how sweaty I'm going to be. Scherzer's undefeated, and Zach Granke's been awful in the postseason. Oh, I might wow. need to pick I, up a shift at like Wendy's tonight just to pay off my debt. I, I thought the two most important words in sports were Smashville Live, which of course is back tonight, 7 o'clock, Colton Sissons and Ryan Johansson at Boomba's. Craft Pizza and Tap House in East National, 7 o'clock, Smashville Live. If I'm not here tomorrow, you, you know, know why. why. <laughs> I am officially broke. I'll be asking for an advance. Uh, Put you on IR. Big Porth, can I get my uh, 2020 salary up front right now? Because the Astros blew it for me. Uh, I'm pumped. I got, hey, I got the Astros in the extra innings. Yeah, you got the Astros, my keister. <laughs> you got LSU and Joe Burrow. That's all I know that you That's got. That's right. My tookus. <laughs> That's right. All right, boys. Have a great rest of your, your yuck, Wednesday. Your yuck stuff over there. Yeah, and keep your yuck stuff to yourself. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> nobody wants to see it. But they do want to see Darren Donick and Chase, and that's why they're coming up in less than four minutes. Hey, Lee, DJ Nashville. I love you.